Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. What are they made of? Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. No tobacco leaf or stem. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco and want to join the Black Buffalo herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online and they ship directly to most states. Or check out their store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. This is Jeff T from the Club 520 Podcast. When it comes to your feet, eBay's got your back. When you see the blue check mark that says authenticity guaranteed, that means real experts are checking your sneakers. Every stitch down to the sole. They even smell them because nothing says fresh like the scent of real kicks. So kick back and relax. From the drop to your doorstep, eBay doesn't play games with your sneaker game. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay authenticity guaranteed. Visit ebay.com for terms. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The volume. This is another day of snaps, January 2nd, 2024. Happy New Year. I don't know which all of you we hung out with last night, so perhaps this is our first time this morning. speaking in 2024. Yeah, I'm on the East Coast. I think Aaron into the show about 1.30, 12.30 mm-hmm. over here. Um, but uh, yeah, just a hell of a weekend mm-hmm. for college football as the four-team playoffs said, fuck you all, we're going out on top. I mean, four... <laughs> conference champions from four different conferences all like really good teams with no Mm -hmm. dominant favorite one um finally the yoke of sec oppression is broken to quality semifinal games much like the pac-12 the 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 four-team playoff format going out burning bright like a comet hurtling through the sky uh, just very fun and good football and a ton to get to today. I'm T Bob Bear. He's Aaron Murray. Ooh, 12.2 subscribers. Almost at 12.5. What's up, Aaron? How we how we feeling today? I'm feeling a little tired, but a lot a lot of caffeine, feeling good, ready to go. And as we uh, start to to break down this, uh, what we anticipate a really good, entertaining national championship at the end of the week. Uh, obviously, most likely better than than what we had last year with Georgia and, and, and TCU. <laughs> I, I think you bring us something interesting and, and just to, to, to sidetrack real quick, sidebar, yeah. the, the, the 14 playoff was tremendous this year. And obviously we, we do anticipate a really competitive game between Washington and, and Michigan. Do you think the 12 team playoff will treat us as well next year? Yeah, no, no, look, I, I am, um, I don't know if I'm being a bit bullish. I think we might've touched on this last night. So I bought a little bit into the pod, but I think we're heading for a uh, potential golden age mm-hmm. where instead of all of these elements coming together to create a further 
concentration of power at the top. What I've really learned now in the small sample size that we have in this new age is that, no, we've been living in that hyper concentration of power. And now it's actually spreading out a bit and more teams were able to win and more teams are able to be competitive and it's a more even playing field. And granted, this could just be how it worked this year, right? Because Georgia looks like they're building a fucking monster and who knows, maybe they'll be the clear favorite or something. Like, I, I don't know. Right. Um, I, I don't see Michigan slowing down anytime soon, but, 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 but I feel like, uh, no, more often than not, the 12 team playoff is going to deliver great games like we saw yesterday and that, um, these blowouts will be fewer and farther between. Well, and I'll say this, and I'll say this too. On top of that, I, the entire bowl season felt like it was more competitive than in years past. Yeah, like, you know, we we had our occasional blowout here, or there, like the obviously Georgia, Florida State. We had our Tennessee versus um, who did Tennessee play yesterday? Oh, they beat the fuck out of Iowa, dude. Oh yeah, just crushed Iowa. Like we're we're yeah, always Iowa. going to get that. But I did feel like from from the start of bowl season to to the playoffs last night it was a way more competitive season of football games. Cause I felt like they, I kept seeing a lot of people saying like, Oh, for all those damn haters who hate all these bowl games, like sit back and enjoy everything. And I, and I agree with that. Like I thoroughly enjoyed this bowl season. I feel like every the, time I turned on a game, the majority of the time it was a competitive four quarter game. That was like, that was worth my three hours of watching the, the, um, the bowl debate is so fucking dumb. And so overblown. And so is this idea that people don't care, that players don't care about the polls. Like, yeah, some NFL guys who have to be worried about their future, protect their future, they may choose to do that. And like, whatever. You know who does fucking care about playing? Their backup. Mm -hmm. Who's been a backup all year long, but has still been running sprints, has still been lifting, has still been practicing, but hadn't got any of that game day glory. Like, you know who even cared in the Florida State game? The kids that went got their ass kicked. They still liked being on the field. Like they wouldn't want to skip the game. Yeah, no, fuck that, dude. You wouldn't want to skip the game. You haven't played all year. No, 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 no. Those kids. So, so all I'm saying is like, just miss me with any of this. Like, we need less bowl games, or they're not fun, or they're not the fun thing that that people don't care about them. That's just such. What I I, I would say this like the, the the games that everyone wants to go away, which are the, the lesser games. You know, the ones that we all kind of like make fun of the names of. Those are the games where you do get more. I would say more competitive yes. games because there's less first rounders on those teams that are that are opting out like you have full rosters and guys that are you know seven five eight and four maybe their first bowl game ever like the excitement of being on the road with their boys all that stuff like you get and i had two of the games like i had two games on the 23rd and 26th and hell like there was like three or four fist fights during those games like those dudes wanted to win yes like, no. shit during the pregame like i was like damn like this is this is for real for real like these guys they ain't come here just to collect the check and have some fun and get some cool gifts. Like they want to walk out of here with a damn W. And I thought both the games I had were really good ones as well. So no, I'm I'm with you. Like from top to bottom, kids want to enjoy it. Kids want to play football. You're gonna get the the one to two percent that you know their agent hits them up saying you shouldn't play. And you know, it is what it is. It's and just that makes the, sense, dude. That makes sense, dude. Like Jaden Daniels should not have played. Right? Like are these yeah. guys that sit out, it makes sense. Uh, first off, a couple things to chat. Shout out Mac Lindsay. He said, Watch else you get the dub, then both games with my brand new baby girl. What New Year's Day. Mm. Hell yeah. Congrats. congrats. And then Blake's right. Um, he, he he starts, Blake Walter says, but he ends with only the big boys who miss out on the CFP have a ton of guys sit out. Yeah, like the, the dirty secret is the only 
guy, the only teams or games that don't feel like people care about it are the New Year Six that aren't the playoff games. Because mm-hmm. those are generally massive brands that had playoff in their minds all year long. They have the most NFL prospects who have the most vested interest in not playing in that game. So it's just like whichever New Year Six game doesn't have uh, uh, the playoff that year, that's actually the game that probably I, I the teams think, care I, less about. And I'll say this, like I don't think opt-outs are, are the, the biggest issue. I think it's the portal. Yeah, like, that's like, also very. Like, like, I, I think, yeah, I think to me, I think I think to me, the bigger problem is the portal because you you, if 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 you know, I think Ohio State's a prime example of that. Like you, you knew you weren't going to get Marvin Harrison Jr., but if you could have gotten a couple other starters who weren't, uh, you know, transferring out, especially your starting quarterback, maybe that's a different ball game versus Missouri. Like to me, that's the thing. If I have to correct going forward, it's not okay. Because I got asked this question about an hour ago on a local Atlanta show. Like, how do you solve this whole problem with with the bowl system and if guys not playing? I was like, you're not going to prevent the 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 one the two percent guys, the first rounders from, from yeah. playing. Because even if you even if the bowl, because everyone's like, well, you know, have the bowl have the bowl pay the players. It's not that big of a deal, dude. Well, just let them fucking go, too. No, I know, I know. I'm sorry. I'm be, just... There's not enough money. There's not enough money to incentivize a first rounder. To come back, unless you're going to pay him a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars, like you're not going to prevent those guys from sitting. If you don't want to sit out because you're a first rounder, you're not going to play. But you need to tra- change the calendar where the opt outs is yeah. something that happens after the bowl season, so that a roster can't be mostly the field. You mean the transfers? Transfer, excuse me, the yeah, transfers. Yeah. yeah, yes, the transfer portal. Like that is the bigger issue compared to the opt outs. Hundred percent. All right, this we, we've dealt, spent too long on this, but. Yeah, I, I think this is all a lot of hand wringing, kind of about nothing, except for as Aaron said, change the calendar. Yeah. Um, William Anthony says Michigan's defense was fun last night. Seven sacks, forced fumble, and he's absolutely right. I was re-watching the film of the first half yesterday, um, of that Michigan Alabama game, mm. and ooh, that's a fun and complete Michigan team. The way that they were able to rush Jalen Milrow, um, disciplined, you know, like disciplined rush lanes, smart looping over the top uh, mm-hmm. to to kind of funnel Milrow into these alleys where a defender would be waiting on him. Um, really solid coverage on the back end to, to allow them to a lot of times attack Milrow with five. Mm-hmm. And then, um, well, just fantastic. Also just pure pass rushing in terms of winning these battles early on. So, now, I think as we start to look forward to Washington and Michigan, Aaron, the question becomes Michigan's defense looked incredible in their mm-hmm. pass rush and stopping Milrow. Michael Penix Jr. looked incredible at avoiding the pass rush. Mm-hmm. Zero sacks for a Texas defense that probably should have had about four or five. But not only was Penix avoiding them, but then he was still making plays downfield. So if we saw both of these elements look so good in their respective games yesterday, as you look forward, who wins that battle? Because it's a different beast rushing Michael Penix mm-hmm. and it is Jalen Milrow, and you play him in a different way. So how are you scoring this thing early on? Well, it's also, I, I went back and looked at the schedules for both teams. Like, has Michigan faced an offense like Washington? No, like it, no. It, it, not, not a single time. Like, let's just go through their, their schedule. East, East Carolina, UNLV, Bowling Green, Rutgers, Nebraska, Minnesota, Indiana, Michigan State, Purdue, Penn State, who can't throw the football. Maryland's probably the best passing attack they faced. Uh, Ohio State didn't have it this year. And, and, and shoot, let's go back to the Ohio State game. I mean, well, look uh, what Martin Martin Harrison, Harrison Jr. Martin did. Jr. They got 118 yards. And yeah, they got two or three receiver. of those guys. They got they, yeah. they had three of those guys on Washington. I think I think that's the best example of like the the the, the closest offense to maybe they faced this year. 
because Ohio State does have the running back. It has the elite receiver, but that's still not to the same level as Washington. Like Washington is two, three, four categories above anyone else that they've played in the Big Ten this year. So like mm-hmm. while we feel good about Michigan, while they feel good about how good that defense was throughout the season, how good they were versus Alabama, they have yet to face a passing attack that has a first-round quarterback, that has first-round elite receivers. They had, obviously, Marvin Harrison Jr., but that's just one guy. Now you're going to go against an offense that has three of them with a far superior passer. So that's concerning to me if I'm Michigan. Of, of we, we think we're really good, but we also haven't faced an offense like this where, you know, as, as, as Washington faced a defense like Michigan, maybe not to that extent, but they faced some pretty good defenses in the nah, past. They, I know they, uh, like, well, they, they, they've handled Oregon. No, but they but no, but they haven't faced a defense this complete. Like I, I, say, I was impressed with the coverage on the back end out of Michigan as well. Um, going we know against more about Washington going against a, a better defense than we do Michigan going against a better offense. Um, let me think. Uh, yeah, I would say that Washington's acquitted themselves better, given yes. what they just overcame against that Texas front seven. Though Texas secondary sucks, and they were two Oregon games. Whereas the one elite weapon that Michigan faced kind of had success against in Ohio State. And 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 the dirty truth is like Alabama's offense just actually wasn't that good this year. But I am still a bit surprised that Jermaine Burton and um Isaiah Bond didn't have more success yesterday. And 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 so I would I would I would score that. I would score that in in Michigan's cap that that the coverage yeah. was as solid as it was. But I I I, I could see what you're getting at there. Um, but if you kind of flip it, so if you say like in, in, in the same way, um, Michigan's offense was going against a hyper elite defense yesterday mm-hmm. and they looked very good and JJ McCarthy yep. looked very good and they made great plays in the play design of that rushing attack is a thing of beauty. It's so multiple and they do so much pre-snap movement and they, and they get your eyes going all different directions. And McCarthy really has a firm grasp where he's supposed to go with the ball. And so like, I don't know. I also come out of yesterday thinking that Michigan's offense is going to have a lot of success against that Washington defense. No, I, I don't know about a lot of success. I think we're, you're getting trapped into what we've been the issue with Washington the entire year. We keep doubting their defense too. No, but I'm saying, I mean, like 30 points. I could see Michigan putting up 30 against that defense. Absolutely. Um, and if Michigan mm. scoring 30, it's, you know, with their defense, they'd have to feel pretty good about I, it. I don't think they score 30. I, I still, I think it's a good Michigan offense. I, I do think JJ looked really good in the game. I like their running backs. I think their receivers are average. They don't want to score 30. Like that's, they don't want to play that game too. Like, let's well, just be honest. Their style, their style of play Going against a good defense in Washington, not a great defense, but a good defense, the way they play football, I don't see that happening. So then forget about the overall score, but I'm talking about I expect them to have play-to-play success rate that would feel like on par with a different team scoring like 30 to 35. Like I I do think that mm-hmm. offense, and, and that's probably their best bet against Michael Penix and company, is to try and control the game, keep Penix and those weapons off the field. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know. After rewatching that Michigan film, I know I was feeling very bullish on the Huskies yesterday, and it's so funny to continually watch them be doubted and the intangibles of DeBoer and Penix and the Huskies win out. Um, but it, like I said, I think this this Michigan team scores very highly in the intangibles it's, department it's, as well, and they just felt so 
they just felt so complete. Mm-hmm. Everybody on the same page, no MAs, um, overcoming critical mistakes against yeah. Nick Saban on that stage, which generally you're not able to do. Um, and so I, I gotta be honest, gotta I don't have a great read on who I'm feeling yet, and I'm gonna have to no. continue to watch film here. I, I agree. Like this is still early in the week, and we have more, you know, more days to continue to kind of dive in. I just I think that the overarching theme is what 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 do you in 2023 believe a team needs to look like in order to win a championship? Mm-hmm. Do you believe it needs a high octane offense with elite receivers and elite quarterback? It's what we've seen from LSU, what we've seen from Alabama. Or do you think the the Georgia model, which has won the past two years of elite defense and a good enough offense, is is the way of of, of winning a championship? So because like, that's what we got. We have two teams that are polar opposites. And two, we have elite and two defense styles that have run national championships recently. Yes. yes, I mean it was like I said, it was LSU, Alabama, yeah. with what they did, and then it's been Georgia, kind of with with their model, which Michigan has kind of built themselves to be. The 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 next Georgia and like obviously the beat Georgia pair like that's who they want to be, yeah. And that's what that that's what Harbaugh believed was what it would take to win a championship, and he built that beast, and that beast is is primed to go win a championship right now. So it, it is, it's 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 so different that you ha- you just kind of once again you have to make the decision. This is the style of, of a football team that I believe is is what what wins a championship in 2023, 2024, whatever you want to consider this, and this is the other one. Um, I still lean, and I said this last night on the show, I still lean towards more of the elite offense. When it's humming like that, there's not a defense that has enough good DBs that can slow down that kind of passing attack. Yeah, but I mean, and and I feel you may be in a vacuum, but Michigan's been doing things their own way and just getting more and more successful at doing it. That way, again, they were never supposed to be able to overcome the SEC trying to do so. They stuck with it. They did. Uh, And I think this offense gained a ton of confidence for Michigan yesterday. Like, I know a lot of people are talking about, um, like, like RBS says, I love Michigan, but I want to call this offense great. I think this offense just kind of did what it needed to do to win all year long. And so it doesn't even, like, the offense itself, I don't quite know if they recognize how good they can be or if they really have to open it up. And it felt like it felt like, I mean, I don't know. I I feel like it would be impossible not to be a member of that offense um, and do what you did scoring in critical times, whether it be at the end of the first half or Mm -hmm. obviously after the four, two at the end of the game and overtime um, to emerge with, you know, you go against that secondary and, your weapons actually put up pretty good numbers. JJ McCarthy puts up good numbers. And now you get to go against this Washington defense, which is good, but not nearly on the level of Alabama. Like, I don't know. And, and again, I love the, and, and to be fair, I have not sat down and watched Michigan film all year long until this moment. And I just love their rushing concepts and their mm-hmm. play design. And I don't know, man, I think, um, I think this offense is going to have a lot of success against Washington. And well, to be fair, I think Washington's going to have more success against this Michigan defense than anybody else has all year long. I also think that that you you from a from an offensive mindset too, heading into a game versus Alabama, where you know that this was going to be a lower scoring game, your defense, you felt pretty confident your defense could handle Alabama. There's a little less stress on your plate. That's heading fair. into this that game, heading into fair. this game versus Washington this week knowing that, okay, we love our defense. Our defense is the best defense in the country. 
but this is one of the best offenses in the country. And when they're playing as well as they're playing the way they played versus Texas might be the best offense in the country, definitely the best passing attack in the country. It does add a little bit more stress. Cause I've been in the situation where we faced offenses that do score 40 points and me heading into the game that week, my mindset yeah. was like, we have to match them regardless of how good I think my defense is. There is in the back of my mind that this may be a shootout. We have to execute on every single drive. if We're going to win this football game. So I think for Michigan, it is a little bit different of a stress heading into this game for them offensively, knowing that, Hey, we can't just kind of dick around like we did for Alabama, which was a good game. But it wasn't like an elite dominant performance on offense. No, but it, but it kind of, it's, but it's also not like, it's also way better than just the raw numbers look because of the defense you're going against, right? Like, right, again, no, Washington's not bringing any of that to bear, not in the same quality. Like, Brandon Trice is great, or Trice um, is, is awesome. And, I really like Muhammad on the back end. And again, like everything else in Washington, they just do whatever it takes to find ways to win, but they don't have they they, they just don't have the dogs that Alabama had that Michigan just got mm-hmm. through. And I think you're gonna have a JJ McCarthy that's gonna be more confident than he's ever been in his entire life, knowing his opportunity is here. This was a big um get the monkey off the back game for Michigan, right? The, this kind of burden that they've been carrying around for years and years now, whereas Washington just continues to ride this just white hot you, you, blinding heater. Two two things real quick. One, uh, I'm going to answer a question real quick. Then I'm going to ask you a question. Logan Scarborough in the chat said, do we really expect either of these teams in the title game preseason? I think a lot of people had Michigan as one of the favorites. So yeah, we had Michigan. We had Michigan all year long until the kind of um, backslide at the end offensively. Yeah. Um, and then two, I'll ask you this because I, to I be remember, honest about Washington, though, I loved Washington. I did not actually, I thought the pack they would drop one at some point schedule would just be too hard. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I remember this was 2011. Our goal was to get to Atlanta, to get to Atlanta, to get to Atlanta, to get to like, that's all we talked about was getting to Atlanta. You know, we went, we went, you know, six and seven the year before and we got to Atlanta. We faced, you guys, LSU, we got our butts beat in. Like, that was our goal. Like, yeah. our whole mission that year was get to Atlanta, get to Atlanta. It was yeah. win the national championship. It was get to Atlanta. I'm not saying this is Michigan, but Michigan created a period called beat Georgia. And you and I talked about mm-hmm. this last night. Beat Georgia, beat Alabama. It's the same damn thing. They, they finally beat the SEC team. They finally got that monkey off their back. Is there a mental hurdle of, we accomplished what we 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 worked so hard for this entire season, a a somewhat of a letdown because you you feel like you've you've hit that peak already. I think Just a weird thing uh, to think about. No, like, no, I, feel I, like look, a, I think there's potential there, but then I also think there's potential to like come out of that and you've like gone super saiyan, like you've evolved, yeah. like like you like you broke through and now your third eye is open and you're floating through the air like JJ McCarthy was meditating pregame. Only now he's levitating and he has like rocks circling around him. So mm-hmm. I get that could go either way. Uh, yeah. But but certainly what you're talking about that is also a, because like, they, there is potential what, for that. What do we, the Michigan's mindset was the entire year? Like if we beat Georgia, we win a national championship. Well, you yeah. just beat Alabama, but you ain't national championships yet. Well, like, there's and, still and, more to go. And Washington has that super like, and Michigan's the same way, but anytime you beat Nick Saban in a playoff, it just like feels more like a championship. Washington's just like, just seems so stoic and kind of like, Mm -hmm. 
job's not done yet. Caleb yeah. DeBoer's just like, got to keep winning. You know, it was a good win. Solid job. I feel like I'm jumping on Washington now. I'm going to piss off a bunch of Washington fans because I am jumping on Washington. <laughs> I started on Washington after watching the Michigan <laughs> film again today. Oh boy, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'm gonna and then, and then to be fair, I need to rewatch Washington film as well. Um, and so I'll have better takes. I'll say this. Um, do you have any more takes on Washington, Texas? Now, uh, somebody said, Does the coaching in the last two minutes for Washington concern you? I don't think the coaching was bad. I think no. they, I mean, granted, you could have kneeled it, but I think you just got an awful break. Also, is Dylan Johnson out for this game? I think that's something too that 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 I'll obviously a lot of eyeballs are gonna be on. Like, is Dylan Johnson who was was in, in a pretty agonizing pain walking off the field, not even walking off the field, being helped carded, off the field. And he got carded yeah. after the game. Like to me, that 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 could be the difference. Um and and you know, right now I think what's a four and a half line on DraftKings. Like I think that's I don't think it should be four and a half, but I do think if, if he's not playing the game, I would kind of lean a little bit more towards Michigan. If if you know Washington, they're they're not built to run the football. They don't want to run the football, but no, they want you to have, run. No, you no, have no, to no, present. They you make have to you present fucking it. run it. They run it thirty times or more in every yeah. big game, so they do they run it. Run it to run it. Yes, yes. They're not expect. They're not expecting to have success. They're just doing it to like let you know that they can do it. Well, you have to respect it. You can't just go like yeah. full light box because then they can tear you up. Look yep. at what's happened at times when teams have tried that. Mm-hmm. And and I heard um, I heard I think it was Mike McCarthy talk about this a couple years ago. Just about the physical element of running the ball. Like football's a physical fucking game. Mm-hmm. Like there's value just to hitting your opponent. And so if you're willing to just run into a fucking wall 30 times, like you kind of have to begrudgingly respect that. Yeah. 100%. Because this dude's just crazy. He's just tough. He's just, he keeps punching the tree. His knuckles are bleeding. He doesn't give a fuck. He just keeps doing it. Um, well, well, I think without him too, I think it turns into Michael Penix then having to feel like he has to do both. Yeah. You know, where we saw that a little bit from him last night. I mean, he's 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 creative in the pocket. He can make you miss one on one. He can use his legs to get first downs as well. But if he knows that I I don't have Dylan Johnson, I have to be not only the quarterback, but I have to be the running back. I think that does play into Michigan's favor a little bit with how stout they are up front. Yeah. But like if if like I'll ask you this, because we love Texas's front seven. We love Texas's defensive line. Which is better, Michigan's defensive line or Texas' defensive line? Because if Washington can handle Texas' D-line, why can't they handle Michigan's? Well, that's that's where it gets kind of interesting. Washington both did and didn't handle Texas' defensive line. Like, they didn't run the ball great, but they ran it well enough. And yes, they which passed has been their well all year. But a lot of it was Penix, Penix kind of beating that front seven. I don't know. It's weird because Texas feels like maybe they have more superstars on the line, but Michigan, um, and this is probably unfair to Michigan, Michigan just feels so complete. Mm-hmm. They feel like the the whole is greater than the sum of its parts, where everybody knows exactly how they fit into the machine and how all the gears interlock. And, and to me, that almost probably becomes more effective in trying to shut down Michael Penix from a pass rush standpoint than just one guy winning his one-on-one and getting back there, but Pendix able to avoid a throw. Maybe I'm wrong. Again, I, we got to keep developing these takes through the week. Uh, thank you, Nick, for the $2 super chat. I could not agree more. T-Bob is the media sex symbol. So gorgeous with a heart emoji. I mean, I agree. Dude. I don't know. How many sacks did Texas get last night? Texas got zero. 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 But they should have had about four or five. 
So, I mean, no, dude, this Washington offensive line has given up like 11 sacks in like 15 games. It's unbelievable. So I guess, I guess just going off of that, I would bet on Washington being able to handle it. It's just that yeah. also Michigan rushed Jalen Milrow better than any team I've seen this year where Milrow was panicked. He had nowhere to go. Um, it was so but they bottled him up, but, but that's but once again, like you have to guess, go, like, that's that's Alabama that was, that like, was Al- the beginning of the year, and then and, and he kind of got away from that. Year. Yeah, yeah, Alabama's had issues throughout the year when it comes. Well, not to lately though. Not lately. We talked not about form. Lately. Not lately. No, not lately. But it still has shown itself enough to like it shouldn't have been a surprise that that those guys, especially the young freshman left tackle, didn't have a great game against probably the best defensive line they faced since early on the season. I think if we say shouldn't have been surprised, we may be using a bit of the benefit of hindsight because mm-hmm. everybody was giving Alabama's offense a lot of credit. Right, like about how good they had become, dude. They weren't how great the versus Georgia. They weren't great no, versus Georgia. You ain't got to tell me. I they weren't great agree. versus Auburn. I agree. I was the one trying to say that we were all overrating Alabama, saying they were going to fucking win. I just Nick Saban's dicks fucked me so many times mm. that I died. Wow. That wow. daddy just mind wow. fucking Stockholm syndrome me into having to choose Alabama because I just couldn't get there that he would lose in a playoff. But like I said the other day, like on, a, on a, just a, a just a how they've looked in the majority of the season on a team by team basis, like there was a better argument for Michigan. Oh yeah. Now and now my mentions are just filled with Michigan fans telling me what a dumb fat fuck I am because they all think <laughs> that, that I was the one out here saying that Alabama was just going to like shut down uh, the Wolverines, and I never said the, that. The, the, the views on the Brooks Austin, no clip, Daniel Basham. Saban did not buy me dinner. He just fucked uh, me without lube every year. The the views Almost. went from about two hundred thousand to I think close to eight hundred. No, 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 no. It was one hundred when the game 100. ended. Is that one hundred thousand? Yeah, and now it's climbing towards a million. Yeah, and just people bashing what people believe is T Bob, and it isn't T Bob. It's our boy Brooks Austin who was with us with us last week. And in, in, in the ultimate cruel, ironic twist, you can, as he's shitting on the Michigan offense, you can hear me try to pipe up and be like, no, but I think like JJ was hurt at that time. And yep. then he just keeps rolling, just like steamrolls mm. right over it. It is nonstop, um, nonstop uh, entertainment. Um, I don't know. Like I said, like I, you talk about the confidence of, of Michigan's offense. I do think you can say the same thing about Washington's offense and their offensive line. An offensive line that, that, you know, had the burden of just being named the the Joe Moore award-winning offensive line. And obviously that has not worked out too well the past couple of years for Michigan, who also got awarded that 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 award. Going in against probably maybe the best defensive line in America and handling their business pretty well. But that's the other thing, dude. Both sides have that irrational confidence right now because Michigan just fucking beat Nick Saban in a playoff. I know. Which I know. nobody does. Which nobody does. I I am I got goosebumps. I am so freaking hyped up for this national championship. It is going to be fantastic. It feels new. It feels sexy. I, feel I like don't. You're mind. so soft. You're so soft. You're like you're like this with LSU too. And, and obviously what? you were you were right about it. But you get so scared of losing. No, of losing. There's losing. That you start to doubt your gut. Your gut has told you Washington all year. I know. And now, know. and now, the eleventh hour, you're you're freaking the fuck oh, out. Oh, 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 no, 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 no. I would say now, absolutely, the the Saban effect got me on the last one, and I abandoned yep. my gut. I would say that my gut on Washington here, although to your point, my intuition last night was Washington. Mm-hmm. The um, 
it's yeah, man, I don't know. I just watched that Michigan. It's probably I'm probably having a bit of recency bias from just watching that Michigan film. Yep. And and even that probably ties into some sort of saving effect where again, like overcoming that element. Um so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'll we'll, we'll have an answer. We'll have an answer yeah. with a uh here 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 in a few more days. Can we do a poll? Can we do a poll in the chat? Kind of get what everyone's feel is right now. Can we oh, do that? Yeah, I'd like to see that, dude. Let's let's get an initial poll. What a Tuesday post first round. How are everyone in the chat's feeling of who should win uh the game come Monday night? Let's um JD JT McKay says JJ's underrated because they got him shackled uh with the run game. When JJ needs to pass the run, he gets it done, throws dimes when he's healthy. I mean, he definitely looked way healthier than uh, He's um he's definitely looked way healthier than he did down the stretch. Like the break did JJ McCarthy very well. Also, I love the picture of him meditating before the game. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have shoes on. He's sitting there cross-legged under the goalpost. It's like major Jedi energy. But the reason why I love it is because why did the moment never look too big for JJ McCarthy last night? Because he's prepared mentally. Because of that meditation, it's fourth and two, but he's already visualized the success. It doesn't matter that your back's against the wall. He can make the big plays to um to 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 make it happen without being overwhelmed. And I think mental preparation and meditation and mindfulness goes a long way mm-hmm. in how calm, cool, and collected you saw JJ McCarthy stay throughout that entire game as the tide was turning against them, quite literally. I mean, second mm-hmm. half Alabama this year was mm-hmm. a different team than first half Alabama, and it looked like that was going to be the case again. And uh, Michigan said not today and stuck their yep. foot in the ground and somehow did it. So uh, everyone, everyone has both teams, dude. Yeah, no, hundred percent. It was it was two great games, and 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 you should feel confident if you're fans of both teams heading into the national championship. A uh, little homework for everyone right now: go vote on our poll. Who wins? The national championship, your initial reactions here on a Tuesday. Also hit the thumbs up button. Go subscribe 12.5 before Monday. We're only a few hundred away. So appreciate everyone sticking yeah. with us this football season. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, hell yeah. Uh Nick, two dollars super chat. If Michigan wins, will you spank Aaron T Bob? I need it. Yeah. We might be together this Friday. Give him a good spank. And maybe Aaron mm. and Sharon. What do you say? You gonna do a little soft wife swap this Friday? You thought about it? actually, you probably have. What am I talking about? Relax. T Bob, if you are going to do the F boy fade soon again, it's going to be in <laughs> April. You got to do something else to make up. You're right. You're right. If Chat wants to give me suggestions of what I owe you, I am I am fine with that. Um, I do want to maybe do a watch along stream for the national championship. I think that could be a uh, mm-hmm. tough one. Or I think we are going to do that as long as like we're allowed to. Um. What's the poll early on here saying 59 Washington, 41 Michigan? Okay. I mean, so so there is a baseline element to your point, Aaron, of like who has the best quarterback. Yeah. And best quarterback, best weapons. And that's that's really hard to shake. It's but Michigan's been kind of doing it their own way. So okay, we're we're starting to get circular. It's awesome. Um any more thoughts on Texas or Alabama? Last night, like, what does this mean for those programs going forward? You know, I, I, I still, I, I think we, the thoughts on Alabama are the same. Alabama's not going anywhere. Nick Saban's not going anywhere. Uh, and as long as Nick Saban's the coach, they're going to continue to be in the conversation with a national championship. I think the bigger conversation is still Texas. Like, Texas, to me, 
even losing the game last night, this season has let everyone know that they are more than prepared to jump into the SEC next year and be a tier one team. They're more than prepared to be a consistent playoff team. Sark has kind of gone over all the, you know, gotten through all the, uh, the, uh, the weeds and the hate and the, you know, you're not good enough, uh, discussion to prove that he is a good enough coach to win big time football games. And, um, if you're a Texas fan, you have to be pumped, man. There's a lot of momentum. Got a lot of great players. Yeah, a lot of players coming back next year. I think they jump into the SEC next year and just kick ass. Well, and they got they got a relatively friendly draw schedule wise. Yep. Um, Oklahoma looks to be in shambles right now. Uh, Quinn Ewers, as we mentioned yesterday, once he gets that consistency down, he's going to be a first round mm-hmm. pick. I mean, the touch that he throws the ball with, it's like it's like butter. Like it's like literal butter. Michael Penix has got the same thing, only it's a little sharper. It's mm-hmm. a little more dangerous feeling. But yours, I mean, those yours balls when he's on are just like ooh, silky, silky smooth. So, yeah, Texas is going to be awesome. I think they make the playoff next year. I think Georgia makes the playoff next year. I think Alabama makes the playoff next year. I think it's just a question of does a fourth team sneak in from the Ole Miss, Mizzou, LSU, maybe now Tennessee. In that grouping, after the strong Nico look, I mean, the Iowa's defense is supposed to be pretty incredible, right? And Nico looks strong. I don't think they had the white boy DB playing. Oh, well, I mean, no shit they lost in. That that makes all sense in the world. I mean, if you don't have a white quarterback, how can you win a championship? It's not like every single championship for the past 40 to 50 years has been won without a white corner. I know. Um, That's a great point. Um, I can't wait that that, 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 the whole discussion of the NFL of like white, you know, all whites versus all blacks. We we do have a legitimate white corner that's going to be in the NFL next year. So, uh, well, like no, there's one this year. There's Riley Moss from Iowa. He's a backup, I think, on Denver. <laughs> yeah, two, two, two Iowa, Iowa corners. We have back, two Iowa yeah. corners. <laughs> John and Riley Moss. Shout out. Well, that's what was so funny about the Will Compton video when he put that video out there. Yeah. He was basically talking about how, yeah, we're probably have to snag that kid from Iowa this year as well. Yeah. <laughs> Just gonna have to double up on him. Um. Uh, all right, let's do this. Uh, I got more bold thoughts. I want to do some uh, New Year's resolutions for college football teams. Uh, but first, let's hear from our friends at DraftKings. College football fans, the championship is here. The DraftKings Sportsbook is making sure you can throw down on the epic showdown for a shot at big bucks as new customers can score $150 instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on the championship game. Okay, so if you've been putting it off, act now. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use the promo code TBOB, T-B-O-B. You bet $5 on the championship game. Win or lose, you get $150 instantly in bonus bets. What a win with your friends at DraftKings. Because it's more fun when you're in the action. Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Promo code T-B-O-B. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. JLab has something for everyone with earbuds and headphones that are as versatile as you are. Perfect for calls, listening to podcasts, and working out. They are built for every single moment. 
JLab is proud to partner with Powerhouse College Athletics, UCLA, Duke, Gonzaga, Indiana, St. John's, TCU, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Minnesota, San Diego State, and more. From lively tailgates to coaches' play calling and courtside rivalries to college athletics NIL deals, JLabs joins the action and connects with 182 million plus college sports fans nationwide. They're excited to partner with 17 D1 college schools showcasing their passion and loyalty of fans and athletes across the United States. Whether creating cutting-edge tech products or pursuing athletic greatness, being the best takes hard work and commitment. JLab is proud to partner with schools who are showcasing the hard work, perseverance, and even the championship celebrations across all college sports. Use code SNAPS25 for 25% off your order, visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Black Buffalo products are intended for adults age 21 and older who are consumers of nicotine or tobacco. If you're an adult age 21 and older and use nicotine or tobacco, I want to tell you about an American-made success story in Black Buffalo's award-winning nicotine pouches. Black Buffalo's nicotine pouches are not owned by Big Tobacco. They're an independent company proudly built right here in the USA for 21 and over adult consumers. Black Buffalo was built by dippers with decades of smokeless tobacco use. They believed the market wanted tobacco alternative nicotine products that offered the best of both worlds. Bold flavor, full pouches. What are they made of? It's pretty simple. Cured edible green leaves, food-grade ingredients, and pharmaceutical-grade nicotine. Most importantly, there's no tobacco leaf or stem. All proudly made right here in the USA. So if you're 21 and older, consume nicotine or tobacco, and want to join the Black Buffalo Herd, head over to blackbuffalo.com to learn more. You can order nicotine pouches online, and they ship directly to most states. Or check out the store locator to purchase pouches at thousands of retail locations around the country. Black Buffalo Tobacco Alternative. Bold flavor, full pouches. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have ticked it off? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because it ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Um, LSU beat Wisconsin. We don't have to talk about this a lot, but um, Garrett Nussmeyer played very well. You'll see the stat line and see 395 and three touchdowns, and that's great. But what you're not going to get from that is the strongest thing that you saw out of the Nuss bus yesterday was situational mm-hmm. football where you were down 14-0, you come back and tie it up. You get down 28-14, 
you come back and tie it up. And then getting the ball back with uh, six minutes left, down three, um, looking at a 98-yard field, probably going to be your last opportunity. He drove him 98 yards down the field, game-winning touchdown drive. So situationally, love the nuts from us yesterday. Uh, that said, the LSU defense remains an abject disaster. Oof. Oof. Um, they let Tanner Mordecai put up 378 and three touchdowns mm. on them yesterday. Mm. And Tanner Mordecai was awful this year. He had thrown six touchdowns in nine games coming in. Um, so I, I, I don't, I don't, and they're probably going to bring Matt House back. So I, I don't, I don't know. I would not bet on LSU next year. I think they're, I mean, they, they're like Brian Kelly, the program's moving in the right direction, but losing a Heisman winner. And then with how bad the defense was this year, I think you should be in prove it mode with LSU instead of giving them the benefit of the doubt. I'm with you, man. And, 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 and how many of the receivers are coming back to like, is Brian Thomas coming back? Is Kyron Lacey coming back? Kyron like Lacey this? is coming back They're No, their receivers are going to be fine. They're going to have fucking dogs again at wideout. Uh, like okay. the offense is going to be awesome again. Great O-line, really good running back room. Great receivers. I think well, the offense line is going to be great. Cause you still yeah. have those two freshmen that will be, they'll be uh, not freshmen. They're sophomores this year. Uh, okay. That will True be juniors shooting. next year. Like this, this will be one of the best offensive lines in the country. I think Nussmeyer is more than ready to go. Obviously we saw that first Wisconsin in, in the game over the weekend. <laughs> LSU breeds receivers. It's just the defense. Like I Which don't. It's crazy to say how we've gotten here. Can can the defense the make that much? Can Larry the defense make that much improvement from this year to next year to make them more competitive? I I don't see it. A not lot of this people league. in the chat not saying league. Um, Lance Hurd hitting the portal. I, if you're not an LSU fan, you probably don't know who that is. He's a five star tackle that in some limited action this year for LSU looked awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently he wants more money than else she's willing to pay him. And so he is um he is mm-hmm. gonna go test the market and see if somebody I, will give him that money. LSU LSU just got a big uh five star flip from AM over the weekend. Yeah, Dominic McKinley, the defensive yep. tackle. They're also gonna get that uh or it's expected that they're gonna get a five star athlete, this guy Bussy. And that put I mean, that's I already think this is a good class that Brian Kelly's put together in terms of like you're never going to out recruit. Ohio State, Michigan, Alabama. How has LSU won three national championships with three different coaches? Because they build these classes through Louisiana. And this Mm -hmm. is a very solid class in that regard. And now you've added the last remaining piece, which were a, a, you know, some five star power. So we'll see again, though. I just have no faith until um, the defense is coming to me. Like, I'm such a fucking idiot. I I legitimately thought the defense was going to play really well yesterday. It's why oh. I gave out LSU minus 10 as a pick because I was like, surely this dairy raid and Tanner Mordecai, which has been so bad, surely they too can't they carve you up. Easy. But I was wrong. I know. They made it look easy. Where would you put, as we look ahead just real quickly, where, where would you put LSU in the SEC next year? Um, I, I, I think they're behind all the teams I named. I put him Georgia, behind Alabama, Texas, Ole Miss. Would you put him behind Ole Miss? I put him behind Ole Miss, and I put Ooh. him behind. Um, Ooh. actually, mm. Ooh. Ooh. I put him behind Ole Miss. I don't think I put him behind Mizzou right now. Tennessee, Oklahoma. I put him ahead of Tennessee and Oklahoma. Hmm. Um. I'm not a. Um. I'm not a big. Well, I mean, I already kind of was an Oklahoma believer, and now I don't know what the fuck's going on. I don't know what the fuck to make of him. Like, is 10-2 a good year? Yeah, but 
lost their entire offensive line. They lose their great quarterback. Like it's like I, I don't I don't know guys transferring out the wazoo. I don't know what to make of Brent Venables. Uh, RC Bateman says dogs will run everybody this coming season probably because I think some of the question marks that I had this year will be solved. Like Beck with a full year of experience feels like he'll be more prepared for that moment where he maybe fell short in the SEC championship. Um, I don't know. I think Georgia says a lot of questions that need to be answered for next year. Receivers. True. I think receivers need to be answered. I think defensive line needs to be answered. Um, you know, they just lost two of their top DBs. Bullard's out. Tyke left. Uh, Kamari's gone. So, I mean, you have to fill out three positions on the back end. Like, listen, Kirby's recruited really well, and I'm sure maybe he'll get a couple guys in the portal too to fill those positions. Not like they, they don't have talent there. But I think there's a lot of, uns- like, so maybe, maybe they're not the overall word, but they're, favorite, they're still, but they're like, still, yeah. they're still clearly like they're so as a much little bit, they feel a little bit as any other team. I feel like they feel a little bit like Alabama did to start the season. Minus like, obviously like the, the, the question isn't the quarterback. The question is a lot of other positions like Alabama. We kept saying like, they're the most talented team in America when it comes to the blue chip ratio, but we just haven't seen these guys play. They're a bunch of yeah. young guys that haven't played a lot of football. And obviously, they went out there and won the SEC. I feel like Georgia is going to be very similar next year, where they have a lot of young guys and a lot of key positions that we all know are four and five star guys. But we haven't seen them play a lot of football yet. Been real interesting to watch all the tide turn on Jalen Milrow. Tide fans hate him now. I know. Think he sucks. They are they are Jalen hurting that man hard right now. So I'm going to be very intrigued to see how that offseason goes. Um, what would so your New Year's resolution for Georgia be get weapons? Mm, I don't think get weapons. I'd say I'd say get back to they have some big defense alignment that that you know talking with the staff they really like that just felt like they weren't ready to play this year. They need those guys play next year. Like they need the big 320, 330, you know, Jordan Davis type guy that can that can eat up double teams uh to allow those young linebackers to kind of run around and make plays. Because I think the linebackers are going to be elite next year, but they gotta find some defensive tackles. Okay. Um, New Year's resolution for Ohio State. Get a damn quarterback. Yeah, true. Where, where are you one. gonna get one from, dude? Running out of time. How are they gonna get? Um, the portal closes. Did Cam Ward's not anywhere? Didn't DJ you go Florida State? DJ you Florida State. Cam Ward's going to the NFL, which is fucking crazy to me. Whoa. Okay. He just crazy. said, he said I'm crazy. Out. Okay. Yeah. Didn't get uh, didn't uh, get enough uh, money, so he's gonna go be a fourth round draft pick. Uh, yeah. What the fuck, dude? Should have gotten paid on both levels. Like, go make college money and then go make like fourth round NFL money. Um. What would you say Ole Miss wants in this new year? I think it's just to like... I don't think they need anything. Just keep winning. Yeah, be in the playoff, you know? Yeah. Um, you've already taken all the fucking portal gifts, you bastards. Uh, for FSU, their New Year's resolution has to just be... Get the hell out of the ACC? Well, huh, yes, actually. Yeah. But, yeah. but also, just like endure because I am very afraid for my Florida state brethren that the wound that they suffered is so Mm. deep and gangrenous. And it's such a body blow. This is like, you know, when like a fighter gets knocked out for the first time, then they're never Mm -hmm. the same after that. This is that deep level shit. And so 
if Mike Norvell can keep Florida State relevant and great and winning despite all this shit, then he needs even more credit than he's already getting because I think that's mm-hmm. really hard to do. Um, by the way, Washington now nearly 200 votes, still winning this poll, 59-41. Mm. Um, uh, mm. And then finally, New Year's resolution for Alabama. What would you say? They got to find some receivers. It's been three years now since Alabama's had elite receivers on the outside. You don't think Bond and Burton got pretty good by the end of this year? I mean, uh, good. I said elite. Yeah. When they won championships, they had elite receivers. Even back to when, when they first started winning, they had Julio. Like Alabama, like, and I have to go back on every national championship team, but it feels to me more times than not when they are winning national championships, they had one, two, if not three elite receivers that, that cr- can create some sort of balance in the offense. They even had that in three years. Actually, Ohio State's resolution should be beat Michigan. Like they, yeah, they, they need go. to create a practice period called beat Michigan and, uh, and, and get it done. I don't think they will. They don't have a quarterback. I do not feel good about Ohio State heading this year if I'm, if I'm an Ohio State fan. You, have, you do not have a quarterback. I mean, the pace they've kept up for so many years was so torrid that just naturally they, they just have to take a step back. And this is it. It's just whether or not Ryan Day can bounce back from this. Um, uh, Sam says Ohio State fans are on the endangered feces list. Yeah, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it's tough. It's tough. Even though, again, 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 again. They are like one play away from winning the Natty last year, which I know is a big full calendar year away now, but like, let's not go too overboard. Maybe, you know, is, is Ohio State trending in the right direction or the no, wrong no, direction? No, 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 they're trending in the wrong direction. Absolutely. They are trending in the wrong direction. But it's not as dire maybe as you would feel like it is today is what I would say. Um, all right. We love you so much. Huge thank you to everybody hanging out. Hit the like button. Please, please, please subscribe. Uh, 12.2. We're looking for 12.5 by the mm. Natty. Let's go. T Bob Amir, Aaron Murray, huge thank you to Pat Gunther, Danny Carnez, Adam Gracia, Chris Tran. Um, you forgetting some? Ryan Brumley, everybody else, Team Snaps. Thank you to Volume, Papa Colin. And um, y'all have a great day, and we'll see you tomorrow for some new snaps. The Volume. Zero Foxtrot isn't just a brand, it's a way of life. Founded and operated by veterans, Zero Foxtrot's unique apparel and gear echoes the grit of the warrior culture. Zero Foxtrot dedicates itself to producing content, honoring the sacrifices of forgotten heroes of the past, and connecting history to the present. Embark on a journey with Zero Foxtrot today at ZeroFoxtrot.com. It's not merely our products, it's about the ethos that we embody. Rugged, resilient, and timeless. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.